0: Listeners are advised, this podcast contains
1: coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands,
0: motherfucker. Okay, bitches. Is that an appropriate way to start?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's fucking go for it. (laughs) We're back. We've got a disclaimer.
0: We're fucking
1: back. I want to sing back for good, but I don't, I can't... Mm. It's not as dynamic as our, our reintroduction into podcasting. What so about it needs to be.
0: Um, "I Want You Back" in sync? <laughs> okay, it's their
1: first single. That was their first single called "I Want You Back." Oh no, it's not about them being back. Okay, go yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah.
0: D- How much do you actually know about in sync? Because <laughs> I'm a bit
1: worried now.
0: Cool. How was? um...
1: I've missed you. Yeah, I think we did that. As in... I gaze at you lovingly no but that was a phone call oh that's true. We're actually in the same room and i we can are. gaze at you lovingly across the sofa and then that cross-eyed mm-hmm. way you have to do when you facetime because you're trying to look at the person you're talking to but also look at yourself to make sure you don't look fat <laughs> <laughs>
0: No one looks at anyone but themselves when they're FaceTiming. (laughs) That's why
1: everyone looks cross-eyed. Yeah, okay,
0: got it. Mm -hmm. That's why I hate Zoella. This is completely off topic, but she doesn't ever look into the camera. She just looks at her viewfinder and I want to slap her face. I'll probably (laughs) cut that bit out.
1: (laughs) Is this a good time to introduce the fact that I think once we finish recording, we need to do an Instagram Live letting everyone know that we're back together? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I bought my makeup bag just for such an occasion.
0: God, I'm not putting makeup on. We'll put a filter on.
1: I need to put mascara on. You've got your eyelashes. Yeah.
0: I grew them myself. (laughs) I didn't.
1: I did buy them. So how was... tour? It was lovely. It was really nice. I had a really good time. It was exhausting. Yeah. Because I thought... It was all the East Coast stuff. So we did... We started off... I flew in to... See the lovely Katie and Hank in Long Island. Thanks, Hank um, I love Katie, she's wicked. I love Hank. And Katie, obviously I love Katie. <laughs> say that as a pair, the two of them. Mm. Katie and Hank. Haiti, no, Kank. We <laughs> 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 can't call them Haiti. I prefer Kank. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so I stayed with Kank for a night. Uh, Hank messaged me when I, just before I was about to leave saying, is there anything I can get you in? It's like, I've been and got Diet Coke. Oh. And I was like, no, I don't need anything just put my new kids on the block bed sheets on the bed and when i got there he had oh that's
0: hilarious
1: <laughs> so my little bedroom at their house they put all the new kids on the block bed sheets and the the um, bed spread out for me it's the best thing oh, ever. oh that's so sweet and then they had to go out the day i arrived they had to go out in the evening for um katie's godson's birthday party so they left me on the sofa watching tv <laughs> so i went upstairs got my bed spread, brought it back down passed out on the sofa like nice literally, they came back in and they were like Hello.
0: Oh. <laughs> Hello. It's nice that you feel so at home there, though, that you can just do that. That's really cool. Yeah, get in, take my bra off, fall
1: asleep. Yeah. I mean, why not? So we did, I stayed with them for a night. And then we did, the first show we did was Philly. And then straight back to Katie's that night. The following day. Oh, my God. This is this is all a what I'd call a tight bit of tour. Nowhere's really that far apart from each other. So you think, actually, this is going to be really relaxing. We haven't <laughs> got a drive. But because of trying to avoid traffic and shit at the weekends, we got in from Philly at 2.30 in the morning, having picked up my friend Marianne, funniest woman in the world. Um, I think there's
0: been an oversight here. <laughs> Sorry,
1: funniest American woman in the okay, world. Okay, cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. We picked Marianne up at bat and we got home about 2.30. We got up to go to Boston at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, no, no one ridiculous? wants that. No one wants that. So it started off just being exhausting. So Boston... Hometown show, yeah, two hometown shows. Oh. So they did two nights at TD Garden, which is I've seen them at TD Garden before. It's awesome. What's I love TD? It. It's the bank, oh. TD Bank. Okay, they sponsor it, so it's called TD Garden. Okay, I believe I'm sure all of the Boston girls will now message me and be like, Actually, you're wrong. We don't care about
0: being wrong though, we've had this conversation. <laughs> we don't care about Boston
1: girls, we really do. They're about oh, no, we do. of our audience (laughs) (laughs) go Red Sox Um, two Two nights nights. two nights at Boston which were awesome I got to see both my boys and hang out with them a fair bit actually Uh, from Boston down to back to Long Island Yeah. where they had a show in Long Island but obviously we went to Katie's again oh and the bunnies joined me for the second so Claire, Rhea, Lisa flew in on the Saturday for the second Boston show. That yeah. was their, their little chunk of tour. Oh, nice. So we back to Long Island for another show. And then there was a Remember Betty event in the evening of that show. The next day... Do our listeners know what that is? Remember Betty is Danny's charity. So Danny Wood from New Kids on the Block runs a charity called Remember Betty, which he set up in memory of his mum, which provides financial support for breast cancer survivors and patients. Brilliant, they do amazing work. I've been working with them now for want to say five years. Yeah. Just doing bits and pieces. I mainly do photography for them, but supporting events and things like that. Um remember Betty event. Then I can't remember where we went after that. Was it Newark? When did Philadelphia come in? Philadelphia was the first show, so I did that before everyone came in. That's where I took Christine and Ashley. From Girl Were You Alone? Yeah. Our sister podcast. So, um, I want to say then to so Long Island to Newark, Newark to Mohegan Sun, which is a casino. Bless you. You know what I feel about casinos? Hate them. Weirdos. Yes. Uh, somewhere in there we had a day off for July Fourth. Oh yeah, Mohegan Sun. You um, were there for Fourth of July. And then we drove from Mohegan Sun down to Atlantic City, which just took us fucking six hours. <sighs> Were but you yes,
0: in Atlantic City for Fourth of July, yeah, and oh, our hotel off. room
1: window overlooked the fireworks. It wow. was amazing. So Atlantic City, we were joined by Rachel and Rolanda. So they came in, so it was the big reunion. Right. All the Brit girls were, in, all the Brit girls, all my Brit girls yeah. were in for that. So we were all together. For Isn't 4th Atlantic of July. City like Blackpool? Yeah, it's the Blackpool of America, but all casinos, right? Casinos. for every. B&B, you get in Blackpool, Atlantic City's got a casino. It's like Blackpool on steroids. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like Jesus Blackpool Christ. when okay. you're having a hot sweat dream. Yeah,
1: okay, cool. You wake up in the middle of the night going, what the fuck was I dreaming? That's Atlantic City. So all the girls were there for that. That's wicked. Yes, yeah, so we had July the 4th in Atlantic City. It was a really nice day. We went down to Warburgers. I tried to buy some merchandise. They didn't do anything over a small. Ugh. So I bought a woolly hat. <laughs> like, that'll fit house, me hats and socks <laughs> no socks don't even fit me because they've got oh. the tight tops on the socks they cut your circulation off oh for fuck's sake i buy specialist so, socks that don't have tops on them that's hilarious um and then the show at atlantic city atlantic city was a really weird venue so the venue they played at atlantic city, it only hold two and a half thousand it was like it was a basically an event room mm. it was like a room where you'd go and listen I to someone saw, give right, you a saw, motivational speech about how to improve some your pictures life pictures
0: of this and i was like this looks like a function room it
1: was a big function room right. where they'd normally hold a dinner yeah or like the events the corporate events that yes, i used to work it was on. exactly like it was weird yeah. but it was really it was a really nice show to end on because it wasn't Manic and crazy. Was that on was the also fourth? A lot of, no, it was on the fifth. Right, okay. They always have the fourth off, they get and spend it with their families. It was on the fifth. That was our last show. I feel I would like for Rachel and Rolanda to have seen the show in an arena mm. because it's just an epic show. It was yeah. amazing, so much fun. I don't think they saw it fully, like they got the full benefit yes. and the experience by only seeing it in an event room. Agreed.
0: Because when I went to see Take That on their recent tour, I don't know if you knew that they had been on tour. Oh, you should have said,
1: Maybe We could have talked about it on the podcast. The stadium gigs.
0: I mean, the arena gigs were good. The stadium gigs were fucking off the hook. And then they went to Europe and did a bunch of theatre shows, which, like, still good, but completely different vibe. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, well, it sounds wicked. Yeah. And then we came back. So I got back home a week yesterday. Wow, has it been a week already? Yeah. She... And I didn't... I had promised you that I would come straight from the airport to your house at 6.15 <laughs> in the morning to record. Sorry to let you down. I think I
0: did text you, actually, but I don't think I got a response. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you home? And it was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, great. Well... are are we going to go into more detail about it at all we're going to do a mini we're going to have a little mini
1: where we can both talk about so you can talk about your boy band experiences since we've been on hiatus and i can do another little tour so it needs to be a full tour thing everyone's heard what i think of the show Mm. but it can be a little catch up on who i saw and the emotions and um i will seek permission before we do that to talk about lots of the new information I was told whilst I, I was away I love that I'm it. kind like, of like
0: I've got information I've spoken to you about it I don't know if I can say it but let's tease
1: it in <laughs> no, case I can its I get told stuff and I, I don't ever want to go can I talk about that on the podcast <laughs> and I come back and be like oh I should ask before I talk yeah, about that on the podcast yeah you're right you should there's lots of different there's also conflicting information between my two my husband and my boyfriend oh yeah that's normal men eh? <laughs> So great. Okay. So other bits to talk about. I am. Um, I talk. About, we haven't talked about me meeting Christine and Ashley. They were just so lovely. They uh, were the nice. I'm so glad so I invited them. These are
0: the girls from the NSYNC podcast. Girl, yeah. Were you alone? And I, if anyone who did, well, did we broadcast you inviting them to come to the show?
1: Or did we cut that? I can't even remember. And we may have cut it. I don't I, wasn't, I hadn't got permission to take them yet at that point. When oh, I invited yes, them, yes. it was a. Uh, I'd love for you to come. Let me just check that it's an, an all right city for yes. for me to bring guests. Right, too. that's
0: right. So we probably didn't put that out. So Zoe so very kindly invited them, and not me, by the way. To... <laughs> I mean, you were invited. <laughs> Could you have got to no, Philly on I a couldn't, Thursday? No, sadly not. But there you go, then. so you very kindly invited them to come with you, and they were so excited. And then you were like, "Oh shit, after what's happened now," um, but you did. Yeah,
1: and you got was... them triple a passes no but they got vip passes which oh. is slightly different it's it has all the same access you just aren't allowed to go into catering and dressing rooms and you need to be escorted everywhere right so it, it you you're allowed to go anywhere as long as you've got a grown-up with you <laughs> so we went that's in not this... you you're not the grown-up <laughs> no i'm no, not okay, i'm not good. the grown-up you need at this point in life i have a triple a but it doesn't you need a triple a with a dot oh it's very specific okay i didn't have a dot um yes yeah, so we met up before the show we um had together to meet big big Dan pops I do, people call him different thing I call him pops it's Danny's dad mm-hmm. who remember before every show Danny does a remember Betty VIP where he has competition winners and then sometimes patients or survivors that come along as his guests to the cool. shows and they'll go in before the show and meet him so what happens is the new kids do all their VIPs with their 200 whatever guests before the show so they'll do that and then danny will stay in that vip room all the other guys will bugger off and then he'll do his own meet and greets you go into that with pops right sometimes if i'm in need of a warburg hug i'll message him and i'll be like just hang back two minutes i want (laughs) to see your face which is what i did on this occasion so and he was actually on his way out of the room he obviously quite blatantly forgot that i'd said classic he he was walking out of the room when he spotted me so did you, were you did he spot you because you were like Ugh! no I was It was standing up the hallway and he came into the doorway and just stood and stared down the hallway at me and then did that kind of come hither thing with his finger oh so the girl so that was very brief he was on his way out of the room and he said i'll see you after the show so the girls got to meet him really quickly but we then went in to see danny um Actually, I'm going way too much into this. This is all the stuff I want to talk about in the mini. Let's just talk about the girls. Yeah, the girls. They were lovely. Halfway through chatting to Danny, I realised I was blind as fuck drunk. Oh. So we'd sat in the VIP room. (laughs) It was super hot and they had a drink and I was like, well, I'll get a drink as well. So I'd had a couple of vodkas. Oh dear. This is a a bad start. I, I... i had one and a half vodkas at the point we went to see him i'm having a conversation with him talking about photography and photographing some shows and as i'm chatting i realised that i'm off my face drunk <laughs> so and... <laughs> he's a
0: lightweight in case anyone hadn't realized So
1: i have a personal rule that i only drink when i'm abroad mm. which is it's not rare like it's not like i only go abroad once a year i go abroad quite often yes. but i only drink when i'm abroad we don't drink in the house my mum's mm. not a drinker no um molly probably drinks in the house actually i've not thought about that I should check her room for empties We, <laughs> we. i just don't drink over here very occasionally i think i had one drink at the works christmas do this year mm. so i am a lightweight i now can't yeah. have my drink so yeah it, it suddenly hit me how fucking drunk i was so i kind of just walked away from him and left the girls chatting to him it was nice they were lovely but as after he'd left i was like I'm really drunk. And they were incredible. Where in a moment we'd only met about two, three hours before, they absolutely looked after me like you'd look after, oh and, yeah, oh, she's drunk again. Well, it's really funny. They took cause... me upstairs and fed me yeah. and sat me down. They're like, you're you know right. What?
0: I chatted with them a lot on online after, you, after you'd met them and after your experience and everything else because I wanted to hear everything in detail. Mm. And we were saying how. Well, I think I said, I love how we kind of feel like we found our people. Mm. And she said, oh, my God, this is what I was saying to Zoe. We are like kindred spirits. And it's just really
1: rare to find people yeah. that you... They're very much like us they're, as well. They're very much we like us. We need to figure out some way for the four of us to be in a room together. Because yeah. I think it would be like... fun of the funnest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we want to hook up and do a <laughs> drunk episode. Well
0: (laughs) you did say that you wanted us to book a trip out to the US later this year. But
1: I'm wanna do New York. They're a bit out of
0: New York. Well maybe they'll have to do New York too. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Alright. So girls, if you're listening (laughs) Just let us know what dates you are. Actually I can I've got a week booked I can let you know what week I've got booked off work.
0: Great again we're discussing our um, travel, <laughs> travel plans
1: on the podcast don't need Sorry, to do that but yeah that
0: they're they're awesome awesome girls if anyway, you haven't listened oh and they bought us a
1: gift what? well they bought, they bought a gift which they gave to me i'm taking it as a gift for the podcast which is going to become our mascot they bought us one of the nukes on the block Donny dolls it's <laughs> i forgot to bring it over today it's at home um, it's at home on the side by the bed i okay. have got a Donnie doll which is not the same I have a Donnie doll already which lives in a drawer because mm. he just looks weird but it's a, a different Donnie doll to the one I've got It's okay. got a, he's got a Union Jack stroke Stars and Stripes oh. jacket on and they were like look isn't it appropriate Wasn't yeah it, it? is like, yeah. it is appropriate so that's going to pump as well as having human Donnie Wahlberg as our podcast mascot it's <laughs> our mascot we've now got a mascot <laughs> of our mascot <laughs>
0: so funny but yeah if you haven't listened to ashley and christine on their podcasts and even if you're not a massive in sync fan it's just which apparently i'm not as you tell me yeah. but i
1: love it it's just it's listening to two girls chatting yeah that's half it's... the thing like yeah. i
0: forget we're here to talk about bo- uh, boy bands <laughs> can't even remember what we're talking about <laughs> but i all i know is that i'm i love boy bands man yeah. which and they're
1: so much fun
0: yeah oh yeah Okay. So much. Speaking fun. of
1: talking about boy bands, we, we, sh- just... we need to talk about a boy band. Um, I wanted to talk about new boy bands because I've noticed now. I any time I find a boy band on Twitter or yeah. Instagram, I will follow them back. But there, there, appears to be a massive influx of new boy bands at the minute. So I'm going to mention the ones I've heard of. If anyone's heard? So these are obviously boy bands for the current tween generation. Um, I've not listened to any of their stuff. But I'm going to say the names. People, go out and listen to them and come and give us feedback on whether or not any of them are any good. So there are boy bands called Princes to Kings. That's three brothers. Oh, There's a Jonas. boy band... Yes. There's a boy band called Fourth Dimension. They're a boy band from Ohio. There is a boy band called The Fifth Nation, who are from the UK. And a boy band called On The Outside, which is a boy band that's been put together by by a girl called Amy she's it's the it's not me another Amy Amy's the A&R girl for new kids on the block so I think out of the four that I've mentioned these ones are gonna be the best they've got a new video out so go and find them people I'll retweet some of their Twitter accounts so you can all find them go and listen to their stuff Amy and I are gonna Fifth do... nation
0: is the UK one yeah where are they from I one of them's definitely Irish oh so not from the UK. <laughs> when,
1: you, <laughs> when you go on their twitter it says the uk <laughs> do you know the reason that i say that i don't know i, I watched... remember one of them's called dara that's how oh, i know okay. one of them's irish well i
0: watched uh one direction we'll get into this in our mini episode but i watched this one direction video the other day and it was a graham norton interview and he said um do, in america do they know that you're from the uk and they were like and ireland <laughs> like, <it's obviously> Niles <laughs> Irish, so that's what made me do that
1: yeah okay well we'll check them out yeah, and we'll give a little update on wh- which ones of them are... I wonder how many boy bands still come up with. Because when we were younger, it seemed like it was just this constant... Oh, my God, so many. ...influx of yeah, boy bands, yeah. which we'll go into when we talk about the boy band of the week. Yeah. But there just constantly seem to be new boy bands. And you, like You'd either roll your eyes and be like, oh, they're never getting there. Or you'd just... There'd be that unknown entity that you'd be like, oh, oh they're great. Like, yeah. I fucking love them. And but, it's the difference that... Tiny difference between the ones that you're like, mm, yeah, good try lads, and the ones you're like, oh, hello, yeah, that make the difference between.
0: But you're right, they were, it was an endless stream, it was just constant. That's why our
1: list gets bigger every week because <laughs> as I'm researching one boy band, I'll find a big thing that mentions another boy yeah. band that were their contemporaries, yeah. I think our list's up to 240 now. We've <laughs> got a the few, podcast, few more years This is to go. The podcast that never ends. <laughs>
0: People don't want it to end. <laughs> I mean, do you?
1: No. No, there we go. Do. We've How's just your had... research going, Amy. Yeah, fucking great, mate. I'm ready. <laughs> you know who I want to do next. I think we well we'll discuss that off air. But we need to do we need to do some small boy bands. We have to we have a quota like to done, fill in. I feel like we've done all the
0: small boy bands. Let's do some big ones.
1: Um anyway. <laughs> so Going back to meeting the girls from girl some girl were you alone, did yeah. you
0: see their Instagram today? Uh I did see their Instagram today. Did you watch the
1: videos of, the one Lance, of Lance doing at... Bye 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 with O Town? Yes, all no. that. that one... Did you see the one of Lance doing, doing a Q and A. Q and A before the Pop two thousand tour? Yes, I did. Did you watch all of them? Yes, I did. Did you watch the last yes, one? Yes, I did. <laughs> what did the last one say, Amy?
0: It said that Lance and Donnie want to get together and do a reality show putting together a boy band. Like making the band. The but... greatest boy band. Yeah, basically <laughs> like making the band.
1: I'm so excited.
0: How the fuck
1: do we not know about this until now? Right. I am I have questions to ask my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm so excited that I it know. might be a thing. It has to happen. It has to happen. In the other videos, Lance kept talking about how projects always take two years to come, and I'm like, I can't wait fucking two years. Like this, this shit needs to happen and right also, now. You know, I'm know ready know for it Getting any younger? I'm ready for <laughs> it now. <laughs> I'm ready to turn on the TV and watch it right now. Yes, yes. Also, I'd like to be on the
0: panel. <sighs> oh my god, there's going to be a panel choosing yes. the boy band. Yeah, we can be like those guys in the documentary that we're going to talk about in a minute, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but with actual knowledge about how boy bands work. Oh my god! Yeah, that's who a... wouldn't want? Like, so we're relevant. We we run a podcast. We host a podcast called about... "I'm with the Boy Band," right? Uh knowledge and experience is more relevant than most people so guys if you're listening
0: and by guys i don't mean donnie and lance although if you're listening
1: we are available
0: but if you're listening and you want us to be involved you know go ahead and give your boy a tweet
1: yeah remind them how much knowledge we have about what makes a good boy band yeah and which ones have worked and who's the most successful yeah what it takes to what it takes to be a media mogul without ripping off people in a ponzi scheme <laughs> and what you what the audience
0: wants we know what the fucking audience wants we
1: are the audience yes great it's happening yeah it's happening we should come up with program titles for him. i could just keep messaging messaging him yeah, suggestions for let's program titles <laughs> until he's like fuck's sake stop it you're in yes uh, let's go now let's go right now and come okay. up with program titles
0: all right we'll be back in a minute So before we head into our boy band of the week, we've got our next two additions for the Spotify Ultimate Boy Band. I'm never going to say these things right.
1: The Ultimate Boy Band Playlist,
0: Amy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still on the Boy Band Video World Cup, which is long gone in the past.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's that time of week, everyone. It's time for your next lesson in boy bandology. Uh. So where did we end off last week? Who did we finish with? Uh, Wham and JLS.
0: So oh. Wham, I'm Your Man and JLS. Oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh. Uh. I can't even remember what it's called. What she is makes it? me wanna.
1: There we go. Okay, so can I go in next? Because I think my I one's think perfect yours, for yeah, next. I agree. So I am gonna go with. This single was released July 2011. So it's not old. Yeah. It was the fifth single
0: by The Wanted. I love them, met them. Nice guys. I've met them a few yeah. times.
1: Ago. I went through this phase where every time I went to New York, it felt like the Wanted was stalking me. <laughs> I walked up to Ty- Times Square one day at my hotel to get some Diet Coke, and Wanted were having a sign in the <laughs> fucking. Oh no, it had been raining, so I went. I wanted to get a sweatshirt, oh. so I went up to. I was kind of like, I'll just go up here to American Outfitters, and they were doing a fucking sign in American Outfitters. I was like, I can't get away from them. That was about the third time I'd shown up somewhere in like, New York, guys, and they were there. This is just embarrassing yeah.
0: now. Which reminds me, actually, somebody at work. Day said, Is that Gary Barlow in that picture with you or is it your boyfriend? And I said, Yeah. Both. (laughs) And she said, Do you just follow him around? And I was like, Well, technically, I'm always there first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So So, anyway, the ones who are stalking you, yeah, good. Yes, this was this song comes off, it was off their second album, which was called Battleground. It debuted at number one in Ireland Mm -hmm. and in the UK. It was at number one for five weeks. It was their biggest selling single over here. It sold five point nine million copies. Wow. Uh, it was also their first single to chart in the US. It peaked at number three and they overtook take that as the highest chart in British boy band ever. Ugh. Hate uh, America. Hate uh, America. It was shunning my boy band. It was a record they held for two years until uh, One Direction beat them. Um the song sold 3.6 million copies in the US, which is quite a lot. That is, that is impressive. So almost as many listeners as, as, as we've got listeners.
0: <laughs> almost. <laughs> I didn't know that The Wanted were known in the US. They were quite big over in the US, oh, yeah. there you go. Ah, oh, they did I, a reality when, TV uh, show, didn't they? Didn't they oh, go to America? Yes.
1: So I saw The Wanted... The one time I've seen The Wanted play was a couple of my very original new kids twins in the u.s were two cousins called brie and chrissy and they were big into the wanted <laughs> and i went over to visit them and they were going up to a radio road show in poughkeepsie ah, so bless you. i tripped with them up there it was a really good little show i'd pulled a couple of um hi i'm a journalist in the uk i'm doing a piece on. so i got him for free with a nice. backstage pass. Nice. Rita Ora was there as well. Oh, I've heard some too. very interesting Rita Ora rumors backstage at that gig. We'll, we'll save those for our anyway, so not that's a boy not band boy bandology. <laughs> Uh It was the best selling song by Boy Band in digital history until it was overtaken. Uh, the single is The Wanted Glad You Came. Yeah, I great fucking song. love this song so much.
0: Yeah, it's a really good summer tune. I love it.
1: And also a little bit Du oh when you listen to the lyrics it's like are they singing about that or oh probably both yeah Mm. but i love this so this is that's my this week's contribution oh we had a conversation was it on the podcast
0: we had this conversation about um nathan from the wanted performing solo at was he performing or was he just there backstage when we went to british summertime three years ago
1: Oh, we didn't have it on the podcast, but no, he yeah, was. Yeah, he was there, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, it's so weird, these flashbacks. He's friends with, remember Jen that came to see O-Town? Oh, really? Yes, yeah, she's oh. friends with... Oh, no, oh, I lied. No, it wasn't Nathan. She's friends with Tom from The Wanted. Right,
0: so she's the one who said... Oh, I don't know if I can say this on here. I'm going to say it. You can then ask her <laughs> before we put it out. But she said, oh, yeah, three of the guys from The Wanted are awesome. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great.
1: Cool. So that's the wanted. So Good song. this uh, biggest selling song in by boy band in digital download history until it was also beaten by One Direction with What Makes You Beautiful in two thousand and twelve, which is my favourite One Direction uh, song. So that Fucking was their first single. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I love that. I've got it on my iPod
1: iPod, iPhone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. It is a great song. But we've song. discussed
1: before how I go for the very typical, I think because it evokes memory, so I'll be like, oh, I was there when that was playing on the radio and it so for a, lot, a lot of the songs I'm choosing are bringing back memories for me. So that's mm, why yeah. a lot of my boy band picks are very like straight down the yeah. line, the ones you expect them to be.
0: Yeah. I like the ones that, I don't know, the, a bit more anthemic. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a wicked So tune. your choice so. this week is? So my choice this week is by One Direction. Which... <laughs> and it's What
1: Makes You Beautiful, yeah?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not What Makes You Beautiful. It is, actually, Still My Girl, which was the lead single from their fourth album, which was called Four. Oh, inventive. <laughs> and actually, they released uh, the single... Less than six months before Zayn left. And in a lot of the interviews that I've been watching recently, they were like, well, why is it called Four? Why is it called Four? And they're like, because it's our fourth album. So I think people were kind of yeah, getting at something there. Anyway, um, Zayn left the march after it was released in September 2014 worldwide, apart from the UK when it was released in the October. And it was also leaked on the internet the day before the
1: release. Oh, Sometimes New Kids wonder... had a song leaked recently. Did they? Yeah, by some... Not us. Random Russian... By a Russian website. It was the song that we had. Boys in the Band. Yeah, we had... for No. I think it was the song before oh. that. So I had to message someone and be like, is this intentional? Is this a way of building up momentum for it? Right. Or has someone actually got it and leaked it and like all shit went down? Oh, fuck. It was leaked.
0: <laughs> it's like, I mean, I Ed Sheeran has accused Harry Styles of leaking a
1: naked photo of himself. <laughs> so who Wait. knows? Harry Styles a naked photo of Harry Styles yeah or accused Harry Styles of leaking a naked photo of Ed Sheeran no, a naked photo of
0: himself Harry Styles okay <laughs> he was like did you know he leaked his own naked photograph anyway that's a conversation <laughs> for another day and definitely not on here so still my girl reached number three on the UK singles chart it was the eighth song to peak in the top three and it hit number 13 on the US billboard hot 100 hot 100 hot 100 100 it did go number one in two countries denmark and greece those very thank you very much denmark and greece (laughs) big
1: boy band markets it it did reach platinum status
0: nowhere near as big as your single but i just fucking love it i
1: think it's a banger it is okay so that's this week's ultimate boy band playlist we'll add them onto the spotify thing i know you're listening along i know some of you are even making people in your offices listen along with you so that's <laughs> i support that we fully everyone support should that. do it if you work in a supermarket that plays songs over the uh address system you should definitely be playing our playlist in a supermarket don't play the podcast in the supermarket you definitely get into trouble <laughs> <laughs>
0: why because we say words like poo
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay Right, well, that's that. Let's go and sort. I'm gonna refresh myself, grab my notes, and we're gonna be back right after this with this week's boy band of the week. Boy band of the week. Yeah, it feels ages since we've done. (laughs) Boy, how long has it been? I reckon about two months, just as a guess. (laughs) So the last boy band we did was uh, Laminate. Laminate Elementi. Lament. <laughs> Lament. 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 Which was forever ago, because yeah. then we did Brian, and then we did O-Town, and then we fucked off for the summer. Yeah. So it feels... I mean, summer's not over. Some might argue that
0: summer's just beginning.
1: Right, it's really hot here, so I would absolutely support that argument. So this starts the little correction to our last full episode, which was O-Town, mm-hmm. where in our interview, I talked to them about them being the OG reality TV boy band. <laughs> And they're not. They're not. This is a self-discovered correction, though. It's not from one of our many emails (laughs) pointing out our faults. For once. (laughs) So when I was picking, I wanted something that would be quick and easy for us to do straight back off the plane. I wanted a little bit of research. So the band I've chosen to do as this week's boy band of the week comes from a BBC documentary, which was called... Uh, inside out was a lot it was a kind of a series of documentaries they used to do one every week on bbc2 and this one was called a band is born like a star is born but less yeah (laughs) sorry and less wetting yourself at the grammys (laughs) (laughs) who wet themselves at the grammys have you not seen a star is born
0: oh you have yeah okay Mm -hmm. i was thinking of never mind like, of them in real life. I was like, neither of them wet themselves at the grounds. What the fuck? And, yeah, I didn't like the film, but that's a whole
1: other... I watched it on a plane mm. thinking, oh, I should watch this now, I'll never get to watch it. And then Channel 4 showed it at the weekend. Brilliant. Didn't watch it again. So, yeah, this week's boy band of the week is Upside Down. Yeah. This documentary came out in 1995, I yes. want to say. yeah. Uh, and the documentary opens with wannabe boy band manager called Nick Stolberg. And he starts off... Being a bastard. Trying to endear himself to everyone by slagging off, take that, calling oh. them past it. Day. He says, they've been at it five or six years and they're not a boy band anymore.
0: I mean, some might argue that he is wrong. <laughs> and when
1: I say some... Us. Us. We would <laughs> argue he is wrong. <laughs> and I would say, every Nick is on the Block fan. It's just like, I know we say the boy band arc would last four or five years, mm. but just because you age out of being a boy band yeah. you still remain a boy band yeah go fuck yourself nick so we're already pissed off with you nick's only 10 seconds into the documentary <laughs> uh, nick nick's comments are heard over rolling footage of take that so this shows how much they were past it it's footage of take that winning a multitude of awards That's at the right. smash its Poll winner's party in december 1995 yep. oh this means the documentary came out in 96 yeah right so okay. correct myself already yeah, December
0: '95, uh, which was after Robbie left, they were still winning shitloads of awards. Yeah, so... Howard's got dreads. Oh God, they so bad. Uh,
1: yeah, and so that's kind of a very clear indication early on in the documentary of how well Nick and his partner, who's called Paul Hawkins, uh, newly formed company called World Records. <laughs> it's <laughs> an indication. You always
0: make me laugh. <laughs> that's like in um.
1: Man, how they're called co- it's like world news yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> it's it's a little indication for us of how much they have actually got their finger on the pulse of what teenage girls mm-hmm. need as in not at all i mean they have made millions from car rentals so who, what wouldn't they know about what teenage girls want is that where they made their money yeah oh you could fucking tell i could put money on car it. holiday there, rentals so.
0: So a quote coming from the uh, Nick and Paul were, what we're looking for is to find some naturally good looking guys. That's literally all they <laughs> give a shit about. Yeah. You'll hear as we go on. So yeah. a year before in 1994, they had advertised for these good looking boys with an advert seeking, boys, the search is on. Are you between 17 and 21 and extremely good looking? Which sounds like something Derek (laughs) Zoolander would say. Can you sing and wish to join the next teenage all-boy band sensation?
1: Yeah, so Nick and Paul... Receive a lot of mail, they get a a lot of response to their advert, and we're showing them sitting in their offices, trawling through a bulging mail sack of more than 7,000 potential members. And as they go through, they're critiquing the appearance of the applicants, uh, whilst also sitting there looking like a couple of car salesmen (laughs) who've just hoovered crumbs out of a mini metro and hope that you don't notice the huge fucking dent in the door. Uh, And for two men who asked for it, they appear to be really appalled at receiving pictures of topless boys. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Paul, it seems, just wants an easy road to fulfil his dream. And his dream is of seeing 10,000 screaming girls going absolutely bananas and being carried off by St John's ambulance. This is A Band Is Born, the story of how a new boy band is formed. So
0: the 7,000 was narrowed down to 250 who were invited to auditions at a, nun- a London nightclub called, I can't say that. Iceni. There we go. I've
1: and been there. How have you? It was one of the Smash It's pole, one year the Smash It's poll went party, they always have an after party mm. and I got given tickets for the after party by the farm, that's another story. Yeah. And we went there into Iceni, new kids on the block were there and they were, it was my first experience of doing shots they had these shots which were in test tubes and Joey oh, mcintyre yeah. kept bringing me shots for some reason jerry you can't be because he fancied me because i was a little fat ugly girl Bad at that influence. point oh come on
0: yeah well did it still have that glorious artwork on the wall that's when what you made me
1: know it was the same oh, nightclub it did have that and the door outside down that side street yeah yeah
0: yeah so yeah it did and mm. um, so, so each audition no, is... eight oh sorry so now our pair are seeking boys that will be very fresh, very natural and
1: eager to be molded. I'm going to say like who goes and be like, yeah, I so what I want most in life is just just have someone mold me. Yes, yeah. not
0: And also they seem obsessed with this word natural. Yeah. Natural. We want someone who
1: looks natural. And so everyone's natural just they, might, they might be naturally obnoxious na- naturally shy naturally look like car salesmen <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, each auditionee is asked to sing one of two songs and the songs that are chosen are Love Me For A Reason by Boyzone and Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley which doesn't it's just too low yeah uh, yes and, and therefore we're treated to b-roll of some really bad fucking singing for a full <laughs> three minutes and it is awful it is awful uh, which isn't actually surprising given that the pair didn't listen to any tapes when picking the auditionees they simply chose them based on their looks Fucking dickheads.
0: so surprisingly struggling to find boys who can both sing and look good our intrepid pair debate whether they'd use plastic surgery it's not completely disappointing but some of them are horrific they actually say <laughs> that these are guys they picked Themselves. And they're not good-looking guys, though. No, but
1: they it's... picked them on their look. <laughs> they went through a bulging mail sack full of pictures of boys. And some of the ones that they rejected were what? actually... Yes. Yeah. And then you see the ones they're auditioning, and you're like, "What? how have you chosen him based on looks? Because I don't know any teenage girl <laughs> that would find that attractive. And a lot of them really couldn't sing to
0: the point that they... Started singing and went, oh, I can't do this.
1: Left. <laughs> but it wasn't even kind of like, oh, that's fine. Because, you, you know, he's a, he's a good looking guy. He's been chosen. and He's just showed up. we can't sing. He's an ugly guy. Yeah. Like, some of them. Are, and like really I good don't want to go back to the 1990s. Some of them were absolute butters. So back in their London penthouse. That's the on screen caption. The mm-hmm. London penthouse. Mm-hmm. The uh, pair, Nick and Paul, start to whittle down to their final lineup so the final lineup. first up is a 16 year old called Jamie Brown from Essex who calls the opportunity every boy's dream uh, but he's described by the management duo as a little bit short (laughs) Uh, next up is Chris Leng who is 22 from Reading he's a waiter at TGI Fridays Uh, Richard Micheleff 17 he's unemployed and from London and the last member of the band was Giles Upton who's 20 he's a student from Rothley in Leicestershire Giles, other than his name, the fact that he's called (laughs) Giles, he's very clearly going to be the posh one in the band because when he speaks to camera, he doesn't once use the word in it.
0: (laughs) He's really frightfully posh. So, Paul and Nick seem incredibly underwhelmed by the foursome that they've picked, that they intend to make them millionaires again. Like they've basically talked up owning a Ferrari and pulled up in a Fiat Uno. (laughs)
1: Uh, But on the 1st of March 1995, champagne is popped in the penthouse um, as the boys are introduced to each other and also to their vocal coach because right now the intention is to target a summer single release and the foursome are thrown straight into a regiment of dance classes and also taught how their per diems work. Uh, it's not all harmonious though because their parents have taken the proposed contracts to a solicitor. Sensible. Um, and the solicitor advises them not to sign it. Oh, well, we've heard this before. Yes, Stolberg is interviewed adamantly refusing to change the t- terms due to the time and investment they've put in so far. And the fact that actually there isn't a line of people wanting to sign the four boys who are wearing backwards caps, a bit of dubious knitwear nit- <laughs> and who've only met 10 days before. Again, shocker. Uh, the interviewer comments you could still give them a few extra quid and Stolberg replies, why? Making it really, really clear that if these four aren't going to sign, they'll just go out and find another four. And that's confirmation for me that yet again, this is another setup that's set out to just to try and take advantage of a little naivety in some young lads who just want a chance of being yeah, famous. Yeah. So Nick, you're a dick. <laughs>
0: Nick and Paul hire a stylist called Francesca who is over the moon it seems that the boys have all agreed to wear jewelry it's <laughs> like, like
1: that that's Bizarre. one of my favorite bits of the whole documentary yeah. just they, how excited they, she Francesca
0: is. They will wear jewelry.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it, just the look of glee on her face.
0: It's kind of like it's not that big a deal. I wonder what she's gonna fucking put them in. Um, and doesn't comment on the fact that Paul looks like he's just had a haircut to overcome a head lice problem. And this is the guy. He's that's the been... one with the big nose, right? Yeah, Paul? so he's
1: one, but he's the one that's been really critical all along of everyone else's looks and what they look like, and it's kind of like. Dude, have you... I mean, it looks like he's come out of a concentration camp.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. And he's, he's waxing lyrical on the fact they shouldn't wear trainers.
1: But they are all in trainers. Yeah. That cuts to them in trainers in the dance studio.
0: And Francesca's been given an unlimited budget for the process. The most important element for Nick is that they look good, ignoring the fact they're fucking singers
1: who still can't fucking sing. And so we go shopping in Covent Garden. Um, The four are kitted out for their new careers as... Wibanders for the princely sum of £401.25 each. <laughs> and one of the suits they pick for Richard <laughs> is, is basically the suit from Beetlejuice. It's really, I'm kind of like, I don't even think that in the 90s that was a look. Uh, outside the shop, the four of them speak cheerfully about having money spent in their wardrobes and being taken out and wined and dined. And they're very clearly at this point still unaware. Unlike, Unlike us, us yeah. <laughs> that they'll eventually pay for it all themselves with their residuals. Yeah, like
0: they said in the boy bank on recoupables. So by April, they're on holiday in Marbella to pick up a tan that matches... That's right, they do. It's like, we've got to get these boys tanned.
1: And it's also very... Um, I almost said boom town rats then. Holy shit, Bay City Rollers. Yes. Do you remember where Tam Peyton used to take all the boys on holidays yes. to get them tanned yes. and looking good? Although I think his... his motivation agenda. for that was yeah. slightly he different, a different agenda. yeah
0: so they're in marbella they're trying to get a tan to match their summer single release
1: uh, it's, your tans aren't going to last boys um although we we are accepting of the fact that this is still 1995 <laughs> and you probably couldn't get a decent spray tan um, <laughs> they go on this holiday with their manager who again there's no doubt that the cost of the manager's holidays are coming off the boys residuals
0: Yeah. In a Marbella heavy metal club, Richard, remember, he's 17, can be seen attempting to keep himself upright with the assistance of a condom machine whilst muttering, oh no,
1: fucking hell. Like, really good looking out guys. The grown up men who's been entrusted with four (laughs) young boys abroad. Well done. You've done really well.
0: They're also fed cocktails upside down. As is the local custom. Yeah. <laughs> to, that's that's to, very Paul Gascoigne in the dentist's shirt. Yeah, to
1: get teenage boys inebriated. I'm sure that's a local custom.
0: So they return for a launch photo shoot. The short one, what was his name, Jamie? Jamie. stood on a telephone directory, and we get to hear one of the boys speak about something substantial finally.
1: Yeah, Giles' ambition is to one day become a writer and is also determined to not lose his identity within the boy band.
0: And they finally sign their contracts with Paul Hawkins whining in the corner that they've spent a quarter of a million pounds on them and that therefore justifies them taking 25% of all their future earnings.
1: It's at this point that I first started to really hope that the band completely failed so that twat waffle (laughs) wouldn't get a fucking penny out of them. (laughs) Uh, At this point, they, they still have no name and they still have no song.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. No name, no song. Paul and Nick go off in search of a song that will make young girls scream at them. Whilst the band continue to learn to dance and without knowing what the fuck they're dancing to, they're strongly focusing
1: on how to thrust well, though. And that doesn't fit at all with the array of ballads that Nick and Paul are being offered. Classic. Um, it takes another three months for them to finally hit the studio, which happens in August. And that much talked about summer release that they were aiming for when yeah. they, they first put them all together, it's fading away fast. They've chosen a producer called Ray Hedges, who, and Ray, God love him, very clearly doesn't want to work with yet another boy band. So <laughs> that whole setup's all going very well.
0: The important decision, though, has been made to changing Giles's name from Giles Upton to Giles Christian with a K. So at least they're making
1: progress in all the important areas. Um, And Richard has also made progress. He's gone from an odd-looking pageboy haircut to wearing a bandana. A a bandana. (laughs) (laughs) Very boy band, though. 95, where are we in boy band? So Donnie would would have already been around wearing a bandana a lot. bandana. It's the bandana. (laughs) Is that what you're laughing at? Yes. Not the actual bandana. No,
0: no, bandana. It's it's the bandana that makes
1: me laugh. Uh, Without telling Ray Hedges, who's working really fucking hard on getting the boys to hold a tune in the studio um, with a constantly frustrated look on his face. Um, And he's produced what sounds something... The song that he's produced sounds really Jackson 5-esque and it's really... Well, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the know-it-all management also employ the service of tried and tested boy band producer called Ian Levine. Mm -hmm. He'd previously worked with Take That and Bad Boys Inc. And they make this decision because they feel that the sound that Ray has produced is a bit more black than desired. That's a direct quote. I want to say that. Um, And Levine would produce something that's more traditional boy band.
0: You wouldn't get away with saying
1: that in a documentary these days, (laughs) would you? absolutely not. But still, it's... Oh, it's outrageous. Yeah. And it, everything that the, this pair have done so far in this documentary. They're
0: like dumb they're and dumber Unbelievable, Yes. They're fucking unbelievable.
1: <laughs> so as the boys discuss with the filmmakers the
0: difference between the two musical styles they've attempted, Giles gazes at them with a huge what the actual fuck look as he realizes that his bandmates have no fucking idea.
1: And <laughs> um, the singles by now have been pushed back to a winter release, so they do another launch photo shoot in wintry clothes. Mhm. But Wintry, whilst also being topless because they're a boy, boy band, bands. Um, <laughs> it's with a very famous teen mag photographer called Julian Barton who demonstrates his, the fact that he is, he's got superior photography skills to the previous photographer by using two telephone directories <laughs> for short Jamie um, and much better lighting for Giles' cheekbones and a distinct lack of shirts.
0: Which we are always in favour of. Always, so. always up for a, a shirt allergy. It's at this point, They finally decide upon a name, Upside Down, an homage to both their cocktail adventures in Marbella and their lack of
1: imagination. Um, They also choose a single, it's called Change Your Mind, side note here. This single had already been recorded by Bad Boys Inc. And I once read an interview with a friend of the podcast, Matthew J. Pateman, <laughs> uh, who talked about he was the fact that he was so pissed off that they were given that record. And he didn't find out that they had been given a Bad Boys Inc. record uh, until he heard it playing on the radio.
0: Fuckers.
1: We love you, Matthew J. Pateman.
0: Uh, we need to talk about that in our mini as
1: well. Yes.
0: So, recording the video produced by Julian Barton... It's now, it's Switzerland in Switzerland. It's now November. And manager Nick has made a decision. It's so classy, we've decided to pitch the band above the
1: crop of other boy bands.
0: Presumably, because a winter video in the snow now requires fur hats and a snowmobile and a burning log fire to sip topless in front of. And they're therefore much more highbrow.
1: And fur is also quite spendy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great word.
1: <laughs> uh, Back in London, <laughs> can I carry on? <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't fuck fur. Nobody should be wearing
1: fur, but I like the words. <laughs> Back in London, Nick and Paul chat endlessly about the band whilst calling them the product. Fuck like they're are a set of garden chairs. <laughs> they um at this point they've embarked upon an extensive promotion schedule leading up to the singles and in November they're added to the list of the bands that are appearing on the Smash It shows on the Road. That's the tour that they did. It was never the big bands. Right. Um and this starts in Cardiff. Uh their inclusion in the shows on the road has the potential to get them eventually chosen to appear on the live TV show in December. It also gets them their first live exposure to girls who scream at them and chase oh. their car down the road. Albeit on a very small scale, we see about 10 of them <laughs> um, and all 10 of them get far more excited at at the appearance of peter andre um but it is exposure to an audience holding up banners with witticisms like show us your dick <laughs> <laughs> well that's whales for you uh,
0: paul is still dreaming of seeing girls wetting themselves and seeing knickers on the stage and oh my god he's actually the creepiest creepy creep that would approach you at a bus stop and ask you where you're going and then feign surprise that it's where he's going too and you should sit
1: together <laughs> he is he's definitely that dude fucking
0: weirdo
1: (laughs) oh i'm going that way
0: yeah oh this is my so you're from there amazing
1: what's your address oh fuck um also on the smash the smash hit shows on the road tour right now just to give it a little bit of context to where we are in space and time Mm -hmm. um so this is all would-be bands trying to break in so on the same tour pj and duncan oh i know them yeah eyc yeah uh louise nerding Mm -hmm. now rednap yeah uh, boys only. Just though, <laughs> boys own. Yeah, Juice and M N Eight, M N Eight, uh, and the f- other acts that are taking part in the best new act contenders, O T T, Benz, and the Backstreet Boys.
0: Ooh, that rings a bell.
1: <laughs> we finally get to see the band perform. Oh god. There is a lot of screaming and a girl holding an EYC banner waving <laughs> at them. There's a lot of moody lighting and shirts with these huge fucking collars. Like I,
0: Oh yeah, that was that was a mid-90s thing. Was it a 1995 thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's
1: not one single thrust. Oh. So all that practicing out the window. Damn it. So that was a fortnight wasted back in April.
0: <laughs> so the documentary ends as the single Change Your Mind reaches Wait for it. I'm
1: so excited. Number 35
0: in the UK charts at the end of 1995. The boy band launch has cost close to half a million pounds.
1: Uh, The single eventually peaked at number 11 in January 96 following the documentary that we've just watched being broadcast on BBC Two and it brought them also the much coveted that we always talk about the top of the pops appearance,
0: which I suppose it, it's a BBC documentary, so you would expect them to get on top of yeah. the pops regardless, right? Um, but
1: whilst the documentary ends with them seemingly on the cusp of a huge success, the story doesn't actually continue that way. They released three more singles, all were produced by by band Whisperer Ian Levine. Uh, Every time I fall in love reached number eighteen in April ninety six. Never found a love like this before reached number nineteen in June ninety six. That a cover no okay if you leave me now which number 27 in november 96 that That's one is a cover. a cover yeah so i just want amy now to i made amy youtube these with me earlier no, what dreadful. did you think of it awful like the, the, best... the first one, the first one was the best no i mean out of the four options that i made you listen to which was the best one
0: the first
1: one but, but it wasn't good it's the bo-
0: the bad boys inc version is better
1: oh yeah the bad boys inc version is awesome yeah
0: so it was around the time that they were getting these number 19s, etc., that Richard is said to have acquired a male stalker. So that yeah, must have been I fun Yeah, I tried for looking app, it's
1: really hard. I'd like to... So Richard is the one who's friends with my cousin on Facebook, so oh. I'm going to see if we can get in touch and be like, dude, so you're stalker.
0: Yeah, we want to hear more about the stalking, please. That doesn't make us sound creepy in the
1: slightest. Yeah. <laughs> makes us sound a bit like Paul Hawkins. Don't be a Paul Hawkins. Um, um shortly after single number four, they dissolved their partnership with Creeps, Nick and Paul. Hooray! Um and having invested one point two million in the band, which is the equivalent of about two point mil two point one million today. Yeah. Uh World Records filed for bankruptcy on the ninth of oh. January nineteen ninety seven. So I, I would feel Sometimes bad for my them. dreams do come true. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. So Incidentally, the currency converter that I use to calculate what the difference between 1.2 and today is tells me that rather than spending all of that money on the exportation of teenage boys, um, and ultimately teenage girls too, Nick and Paul could have, in fact, purchased 502 horses or 3,055
0: cows. Well, I mean, okay. (laughs) What would you do with 502
1: horses? Who knows? Um, The band being the creation of Our Two Villains, World Record's, they kept the possession of the name and also the 40,000 names on their mailing list so it's very reassuring that if you were a teenage girl back in 1995 <laughs> that a man bold enough to go on the BBC talking about you getting wet and flinging off oh. your knickers is still in possession of your personal details oh
0: christ <laughs> So our four heroes, now unnamed, looked to rebrand themselves. And the Daily Record reported in 1997 that Jamie had begun guitar lessons, and Chris was learning to play um, the harmonica. And with some free studio time, all they now needed was a new name and maybe a hammer for the fucking
1: harmonica. <laughs> um, they, re- <laughs> they could have been a kazoo. I mean, <laughs> they relaunched as well. Um, orange, orange. What? That was the name they chose. I mean, the, their original, their top choice of name originally that they couldn't keep was upside down. I wasn't expecting big things of them. Orange, um, Orange. So Orange, Orange so it
0: had sounds like a band put together by Jason and Justin Orange. Yeah,
1: Jason Orange and his brother. And it's yeah, twin Orange, Orange. Yeah. Um, the Orange, Orange had a more rock band style because they played their own instruments. Um, literally the only thing I can find out about the career of Orange, Orange is that they sponsored a charity bus called the Big Orange Bus, <laughs> and it toured Romania talking uh, and it told Romania to taking their music to deprive children. Aww. His reaction can only have been, "Have I not fucking been through it enough already?"
0: It was <laughs> oh, so bad. It was a success. Uh, it was as successful as you might expect. Their ultimate split was announced in August 1998 on the first ever episode
1: of CD UK, hosted by Heroes
0: Anton Uh
1: What followed was a solo career by Giles, same as he's on the success. But during this time he admitted that they'd lied about all being single, (gasps) who'd have thought, and slept with a lot of their fans so presumably the show us your dick banner thing worked for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Upside Down documentary was borrowed from liberally by James Corden in the creation of the most excellent 1999
1: Channel 4 mockumentary, boys unlimited i fucking love boys Unlimited. it's the best thing ever and it's on for on demand is it called on demand for, for on demand whatever I've, you can watch it, it on online phone. it's the best thing and i've been telling you for ages to watch yeah, it you yeah, have yeah. to it's so that, hilarious that's going to be
0: coming up in a future episode for sure so
1: what happened to them after upside down amy
0: well chris leng who almost has the most awesome surname in the work well blah, blah, <laughs> We'll do that again. Appeared on the identity parade of Never Mind the Buzzcocks in 2005. I'm doing it again. 2005. 2005. Married with two daughters. He's now living back in Reading, which is just up the road from it.
1: Yeah. Jamie Brown. I've not got a Scooby. He's really hard to Google. Well, he's yeah. He's called Jamie Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and his Facebook page is a little bit locked down. He does have two kids. That's all I could really find out about him.
0: Okay. Richard, we have different ways of pronouncing his surname. Richard
1: McAuliffe. I say McAuliffe. Oh, okay. Friends with my second cousin on Facebook, on my mum's side. Mm-hmm. What's happened to him?
0: Two boys, supports Fulham, reposts a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah, I went deep into is he his a Facebook. flat
1: earther? It's not flat earther. There was a lot of that stuff about 911 and oh, you should go Christ. in and look because it made okay. me go. Because I was like, oh, this is great like I could probably like Claire can probably get me in touch with him and then I looked at his face and I was like oh no. in a much <laughs> the same way as what's his face from LFO we were like oh, oh no we Christ. don't want to interview him no uh, Giles Christian became uh, a, Giles Upton Giles Christian <laughs> became a model he, he was the face of Magnum Ice Cream at one point, oh. And I literally don't ever remember Magnum having a face. <laughs> uh, he eventually went on to fulfil the dream he had of becoming a writer and is now a hugely successful author of historical fiction. Well done, Giles. Um, and we know he's really good at fiction because all the biographies you find of him online all claim that Upside Down had four top 20 singles that they supported. The Spice Girls, take that, Eric Clapton and you 2 and played at Wembley Arena and the Royal Albert Hall. Oh,
0: come on, Giles, you fucking (laughs) bullshitter. um,
1: He's married with two kids. He got higher in the Times book charts than he ever did in the UK single charts. (laughs) Well done. This is my favourite bit. Can I update you on Nick Nick Stolberg? Yes. Um, So Nick Stolberg... I couldn't find anything else about Paul Hawkins. Again, really difficult to Google. Appears to have, mm. after going bankrupt, appears mm. to have gone underground. Nick Stolberg, having originally made his fortune with a holiday car rental firm, where do we he know which one, not the original one. No, I do. I will look it up for you. So the original one still exists. Oh. He set it up with a friend, and he was eventually bought out by six for six million by this friend they'd had a falling out and the guy was like fuck off i'm giving you some oh. money um he pissed one six of his six million up the wall trying to form a boy band that on the back of his extensive knowledge of driving cars you don't own amazing stolberg went back to his roots following the bankruptcy of world records and set up another car rental firm called Higher for lower you know which also traded as autos abroad In 2003, trading standards had to intervene after thousands of complaints from holidaymakers who were refused cars they'd paid for when they arrived at airports because higher for lower hadn't paid their bills. The liquidators honed in on Stolberg's company assets to cover the debts, seizing a 2.5 million property in Saint-Tropez next door to Joan Collins um, and an apartment in London Docklands. His personal property, a penthouse in Covent Gardens, which... Yep. The, the World Records HQ mm-hmm. uh, was also identified as a possible resource for reclaiming some of the 61% pay rise he'd awarded himself. Jesus Christ. He, he increased his own salary to £301,000 a year in the same year that his company reported over £700,000 of losses.
0: This, who is this guy? Oh, They're,
1: to have the confidence of a mediocre YMAT. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, so that company also went bust. There's been when you look at bankruptcies he has so many directorships he's definitely not on the up and up
0: oh no so but we're, we're really
1: sad that you lost the equivalent of 2.1 million setting up a boy band just to exploit teenage girls so your mate paul could catch some knickers and that is a story of boy band of the down. week upside down
0: great so we're we gonna point them Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I forgot
1: about that. But We've forgotten it's how it's to, to be during the, the break. I've forgotten how we do this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, Zoe, tell me, where in the top 20 do they sit?
1: Oh, I'm going to surprise you now. So, upside down, using the science of boy bandology, which we invented. Yes. The UK chart positions, they score eight points. Four singles... One top 20, the rest top 40. Mm -hmm. Nothing for US. They didn't even release stuff in the US. They were together for two years. They have never reformed. Although, no, there's not a lot of call for it. (laughs) uh, We haven't awarded them great points for style based on the Beetlejuice suit and the fact that they wore fur. (laughs) Yeah, fuck fur. Uh, They never lost a member. They do. We're being generous. They're getting their points for both the guitar and the harmonica that they played in the, the... Reformed band that released a single. Yep, and we've they've done not bad on their post career points based solely off the fact that Giles Upton's now such a successful author. Mm. So this place is amazing. I'm, I'm going to do a top twenty. So oh. would they get into the actually made the top twenty? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. You ready? Top twenty rundown. Yeah. At number twenty, VIP. There were wa- they were our Hungarian Eurovision boy band. Oh Jesus! Yeah. At number nineteen, Element. Yes. At number 18, the OG TV, reality TV boy band, Upside Down. Woo! At 17, Us 5. 16, Edin Ardal, the Swedish Eurovision boy band. Yeah. 15, Il Volo.
0: Jesus Christ, there's going to be a lot of Eurovision ones <laughs> in here. Go on.
1: 14, The Herries, the only boy band ever to win the Eurovision Song Contest. Okay. Number 13, X Factor boy band, the McDonald Brothers. <laughs> number 12, Swedish Eurovision boy band, Ghana. Mm-hmm. Number eleven, X Factor Boy Band, Journey South. Yeah. We now enter into the proper boy bands. Yeah, yeah. Number ten, Big Fun. Yes. At number nine, LFO. At number eight, EYC. Yeah. Number seven, BB Mac. Number six, human nature. Into our top five. Number five, PJ and Duncan. Aka. Okay. Number four is Bros. Number three is 3-5. Three mm-hmm. Thrive. Number two, the Jonas Brothers and still holding strong after 472 <laughs> weeks at the top of the charts. It's the Bay City Rollers.
0: Right, I have a couple of things to, to comment on with this chart. First okay. of all, Jonas jonas brothers is going to need a update so i will
1: i was thinking about this earlier actually so we will readjust the points at the end of the year so we'll carry on doing boy bands yeah and then we'll do an end of year chart which Mm -hmm. is any readjustments we need for if someone's suddenly had an amazing film career out of nowhere so we'll do a readjustment at the end of the year so we'll do a i'll carry on with our weekly chart and then we'll do a at the end of 2019 yeah. chart, readjusting the Jonas Brothers for their new singles and stuff like that. But like at the end of 2020 or
0: at the end of 2021, mm. we're going to need to do another Jonas Brothers episode. <laughs> like the the next chapter, basically, yeah, is what I'm okay. saying. So that first of all. And second of all, you're kind of making my point for me now that we've done a lot of really, really unknown small boy bands.
1: No, but most of that is out of two episodes. So... All the X Factor boy bands came in one episode. Yeah. All the Eurovision boy bands came in one episode. And they they're we still just still in used the top them. twenty. We just used them to fill out the charts. Yeah, but they're still in the top twenty. So But they won't remain in the top twenty.
0: Not once we do a big boy. I'm podcast. gonna sit here
1: now and go through the through the the mass of how we have to lay out when we bring in the big boy bands okay. and why. I'm not telling you off. I just there's there is reasoning behind. I want to do I'm, a big boy band. No, no I want to do a big boy band too. Yeah. But there's a reason behind my reluctance to do it right. now. I know, and I will fully explain it to you. Okay. Wait, expect some pushback. <laughs> <laughs> Said the actress to the vicar.
0: So yeah, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you for joining us as we argue and remember how to fucking podcast. <laughs> I know it's been a bit of a mess. <laughs> But no, no. Not a mess.
1: We're a hot mess. That's it's true. It's been a learning process for us again.
0: We're, it's, it's our first day. It's our first day. First day back at school. Like so, your new
1: uniform. We're gonna I did have... my school reunion last week. I oh, have to yeah. tell you about.
0: Yes, I want to hear all about that. Because you texted me saying you were off to your school reunion. And I was like, oh, shit. Good luck with that. So, yeah, I do want to hear about that. But we're going to do a mini. Yeah,
1: of uh, what we've been up to. Mm,
0: on our hiatus hopefully okay. more than what One Direction have been up to <laughs>
1: and I don't know a couple have been quite active on Instagram which two I want to say Liam um, the worst one <laughs> <laughs> don't forget you can follow us on Twitter oh, at yeah. the boy band pod. on
0: Instagram at
1: I'm with the Boyband. we have a Facebook group just search I'm with the Boyband. Yeah. it's the one that you need to click a button to join that's the group we're all chatting I've deleted
0: my Facebook again.
1: (laughs) Or you can email us at theboybandpod at gmail.com Yeah. If you are enjoying the podcast I can't see anyone that would have enjoyed this week's episode (laughs) but if you've been with us a long time I've enjoyed it. (laughs) Enjoying it. And you want to support us on our journey we have a Patreon campaign you will find us at patreon.com forward slash boybands
0: And if you would care to give us a good rating and review on
1: apple podcasts we'll take it yeah yeah we're also on spotify now i know a lot of you are listening into us on spotify we get those stats so welcome aboard and we have picked up a ton of new people Even though we've done fuck all for three weeks we've picked up a ton of new followers followers so welcome aboard everyone yay it's really great to have you here we are always welcoming new people into the world of boy bandology stick with us it's gonna be a bumpy ride
0: I'm gonna hit record as
1: Amy and I argue out about when we do a big boy band. Really want to do a big boy band. So yeah, thanks for
0: being here, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye.
1: And then our thanks credits go oh, to credits. BBC. BBC mm. for the Upside Down Inside Out <laughs> documentary. <laughs> upside Down <laughs> Inside Out. <laughs> yeah, so thanks BBC, and that's it. That's all, There's no thing. We did it all off the documentary. You okay. got to do your fire and lights. Oh fuck yeah We don't know how to podcast anymore
0: (laughs) Our theme music Is Dance With You by Fire and Lights From the Songs About a Girl trilogy By Chris Russell Visit songsaboutagirl.com Bye